Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Moms Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle. Having difficulty with your teen? Are you struggling with finding solutions to your everyday parenting problems? Being a solo mom can be tough. I know, with all the things you juggle mostly for your children, you're left with very little time for yourself. It can be hard to see your way out from where you are currently. But what if I told you that you can change your life and the lives of your children? As a Christian solo mom of three adult sons, I know firsthand some of the challenges you face. But I also discovered that when I shifted my mindset, I was able to transform my life in some amazing ways. Hi, I'm J. Rosemarie, your personal confidant and mentor. I invite you to connect with me and take the first step towards transforming your life. Together we can work to find solutions to your ongoing challenges and create a life you desire for yourself and your children. And no, this is not about fixing. This is about us working together to achieve your goals. So if you're ready to take the next step to empower yourself to transform your life, click the link below and sign up for a free consultation call with me. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Okay. (laughs) My guest today is Nicole Gabay author of the best-selling book, The Art of Organizing, An Artful Guide to an Organized Life. 
Nicole is a professional organizer whose specialty is creating order out of chaos. Wow, I love it. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you, J. Rosemarie. Yes, for sure. Yes, Yes, definitely. Mm, Before I ask you to explain yourself, could you please tell us who is Nicole? Yes, I love that question. So uh, many facets to me. I would say first and foremost, I'm a Peruvian American daughter of my dad was French Peruvian. My mother's American and I speak three languages. By the time I was seven, we had lived on three continents. So I became fluent in French, Spanish, and English very young. And even though that sounds, uh, you know, interesting or fascinating, glamorous or something, there was a lot of chaos in my life when I was growing up, living in different countries, adapting. So I craved the calm in the chaos. And <clears throat> I went to a school in Paris. It's a Montessori school. And in Montessori, we learn order. Everything has cubbies. Everything has a place. There's little sections in the room for everything. And I just gravitated to that. So at this time, I feel very grateful. I'm an artist. I'm a creative. I'm a writer. I'm also a professional organizer. And my specialty is homes and offices. I also work with children, work with older people as well. And I'm a very resilient person and spiritual. So I think that's me in a nutshell. Yes, big nutshell. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's very interesting that you said that you are an artist, but you're you also um, crave being organized. Yeah, because I, I actually thought it was the opposite. Like usually, it's the analytical people who are organized, and the artists thrive in chaos. But um, wow, that's that's interesting. Okay. So I always like to dig into why people choose what they choose to do. Yes. Um, And you've hinted on some of the chaos in your family. Mm -hmm. What was it like growing up and having to travel around? Lots of people do it, but it doesn't affect everybody the same way. Right. Um, Well, I wanted to address what you mentioned about being an artist and wanting order. And that's what I try to explain to people. I work with a lot of creative people. And my whole point of view is if you have an order, organized space, you can be more creative. You have more space in your mind, in your physical space. So how I became both, I think it's, I'm ambidextrous. So I like to say I use the left and the right brain. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my theory. Um, but growing up like that, I think in the beginning, um, you know, I didn't know anything different. So I just adapted, you know, it's like, okay, time to learn French. Okay. Time to learn Spanish. Oh, all right. Now it's time for English and then just catch on to the local customs. And I was very young. So, um, it kind of shaped me. And it was, there was a calm in the chaos for me. Uh, I was very lucky. We had a nanny that was very organized and very calming and very loving. And she took care of my sister and me. So I almost felt like I was watching chaos around me, but being with her kept me grounded. 
Mm, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So um, the other day I wrote an article about um, the mindset and staying organized. Oh. And you may not know this yet, but um, solo moms thrive amongst chaos, in the midst of chaos. But it's not a very healthy thing mm-hmm. for us. Can you explain why chaos is not good for the mind? It's not. Um, you know, there's there's all the psychology behind that. I really work with the practical space. So once someone calls me, it's like, yes, they've had enough of the chaos. You know, they hobble along or they struggle through it. And I, I, I would really be curious to see if that's something they're thriving in or are they surviving in? And mm. you know, my role is really to come in and let's simplify it. Let's create systems so that mom has uh, an orderly start to the day and a flow through for the whole day. And then the kids have that. And I see the difference. I know kids crave order. They are taught that from the very beginning in kindergarten, preschool, you know, everything is orderly. There's their name and that's their cubby. And this is where they take a nap. And here's where we play. And so kids have that as their foundation. And it's just a matter of the repetition when they get home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think I agree with you when you said it's not that we thrive in the chaos is that we survive in the chaos because, so. well, what else are we going to do exactly. until we're organized, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us how you help your clients stay organized. So uh, on the mom perspective, because I've also worked with children directly, so mm-hmm. there's kind of both ways of looking at it. Um, for moms and adults in general, I have a six step process that I actually wrote about in a book, um, that I've used for 23 years and I repeated it over and over. So, and people would come to me and ask me, Oh, can you do a talk on that? Those principles on that subject. So I help people get organized by first really um, considering principles of organizing. You know, there's two things. We have decluttering, but then there's organizing. So they are different. And Mm. decluttering is like, it's a, it's a must, you know, it's, it goes without saying before we do anything, we're going to declutter, get rid of the obvious stuff. So I start with that premise. And then the next step is what I call sectional organizing. So in each room, We usually have multiple things happening in one room, whether it's the living room, the bedroom, the kitchen. So I encourage people to divide the room into sections. Over this section in the living room, you're going to watch TV. This section is where you're going to sit and read with your kids. This section is where you'll be able to do the artwork, you know, and this section is where maybe your pet has the doggy bed and all the toys. So once we divide a room up like that, instead of... This whole room is where everything happens because that's more chaotic, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So in this case, you divide it up into sections and then I use a system, a principle that I call the zone principle. And with zones, people use it differently. But what I 
use it as is a way of prioritizing each section. So say you're in your living room and you're going to be in your, maybe you have um, your kid's desk. So a little school, little work section for the kids, you know, the little homework area. So now you've narrowed it down to that section. And so what do you put in there? Well, when you talk about zones, I say zone one is the items they use the most frequently. Whatever those things are, you use them every day. You want it at your fingertips. Zone two might be, and that could be the desktop. Zone two would be maybe drawers underneath the desk. Zone three might be a little bookcase behind you. So that way we prioritize in importance what you have in your space because you can't have everything all around you at all times. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that is what adds to chaos. So that's the next, you know, the second most important thing. And then once we decide what we're keeping, the next thing I do is um, storage solutions. So you evaluate, what do you have? What does your child best gravitate to? Do you like drawers? Do you like boxes? Um, You want clear drawers with kids when they're younger, especially because they can see what they're putting away. So you start to think of the storage solutions. And then you go buy the containers. That's what I call containerizing. So that's kind of the broad-based brushstrokes. As um, I, I'm an artist, so I do refer to things in a you know broad brushstrokes. What's mm-hmm. colorful? You know, that's kind of my orientation. So with moms and adults, I start another process of information management. How you manage information that comes at you all day long, how you store it, how you retrieve it, um, creating systems. And then the next thing is portability, which is taking all your information with you that you need at your fingertips, taking it with you on the road, for carpool, for errands, whatever it is, taking what you need with you. And then the last thing is called back to one. And that is from, uh, I worked in TV production for 10 years at Nickelodeon and MTV and commercial production. And we always on a set, the set is organized in such a way and that everyone would have weighed in the director, the producer, the lighting, the camera person, art director, everyone weighs in on this is how we want the set to look in this scene. So then all the actors come in, the uh, director says we're rolling and they move around. They move everything, you know, they're doing their scene and everything gets spread everywhere. Oh, okay. Well then suddenly something went wrong with the lighting or there was an airplane that came across. So, okay, cut. All right, everybody, let's take a moment. Okay. Everyone back to one. So everything that was in that set and that particular scene gets put back to that original starting place, the baseline that everyone decided was going to work. And that's what I recommend at home. Find your back to one in every room. And that's your, that's your baseline. You're going to live life. It's all going to come apart, but you know what back to one is. So I, I suggest 15 minutes at the end of a day, get your rooms back to one, get your kitchen back to one. And, or you're going to spend some time on Saturday. It'll take a few hours, but back to one is really important. I do like that as well. Um, I like the zoning where, yeah, because when you have kids, you can always have the owner of that zone, take Mm -hmm. care of their zone, right? right. I I actually do like that. Yeah. Thank you. But what is wrong with, you know, I can find, I know where everything is. (laughs) 
I love it when people tell me that <laughs> and they're looking at piles and stacks of things. They're like, I, I know um, the schedule for um, her soccer is in there. So I'm good. <laughs> but you know what? It never works that way. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, and systems is about simplifying. Systems is about um, streamlining what you've got and what you can see. Your, you know, your visual field is the most important thing. How do you find it at your fingertips? So when it's in chaos like that, you really can't find it. I know we like to think we can we can manage because yes, if you have kids, you're managing all these small people's world. So I like to really simplify things. If it's schedules, you put it in a clear plastic sleeve. With calendars, we put calendars on the wall so everyone knows what you're doing. Yes, I know everyone's going digital and we have family sharing schedules, but the kids need to see that. And it helps when you have one big master calendar up and everyone kind of knows who's where. And, you know, I encourage that. So even though we think we know where everything is, it's not healthy. It's not, it's not self-care. You know, I think is about self-care for moms and their families. Yes. Yes, good. Yeah, I had another guest suggest the family visual and color coding everything. Uh, And uh, yes, I I do like, I like a lot of things my guests say. Yeah. Figure, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. So what is Nicole grateful for today? Oh boy, I am grateful for um, the beauty that surrounds me. And when I'm organized and my space is clear, I can relax. Um, I live near the ocean, so I'm very grateful for that and taking long walks and just being able to create and um, and really clearing my space so that I can be more creative. And I'm grateful that I have that skill. Um, I think it's something people can learn. I don't think you're born with it. Mm-hmm. I think that um, in my time working in a corporate environment, I learned about systems. And unless you work really in that environment, you don't see systems and how they play out and how all the systems are are related. So I'm just so grateful I had that opportunity to work in that corporate environment, learn what systems are and how they function and how it helps your space and helps you be productive. And and I'm grateful for that, that lightness of being that it provides. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, You mentioned before about carry staying organized and carrying stuff with you yeah i've been traveling for the past two years like wow. just traveling wow and i have a backpack my niece laughs at me and said you're always carrying that thing around and yeah. i said to him if yeah. i lose everything but what's in this backpack i'm yeah, good so that's, I mean, that's important. Um, yes. Obviously, I would say your zone one items are in your backpack. Yes. Right? So those are your key things, most important to you. So when I talk about portability, which is essentially what you're referring to, um, we look at, first of all, all the information that comes at you all day long. I like to keep things in a notebook. I call it the halfway book. Mm-hmm. Mine is portable size. It's a you know, like a seven by nine inch little notebook. The key is it has tabbed sections. Mm. And the reason for that is so that I store information for retrieval. Yes. And it's by category. And that's key because 
I see people that tell me, oh, look, I have a spiral notebook and, you know, I can't find a thing, but I know it's in there. But does it really help you? Because really you're saying, I know I wrote it on the right-hand side, top corner. It's in my red pen. Hold on. Let me flip through, you know, a hundred pages because I know it's in here. It's so much easier if you can go back by category. So yes. part of portability is how do you, um, how do you create your calendar? How do you uh, manage your time? And how do you carry information with you? So that halfway book is important because I also think of it as it's halfway between a random thought, a note you just needed to jot down somewhere. And then if it's really important, it becomes a file folder. It becomes a notebook. Then it's something more substantial. But many times we gather information all day long. And I can see that when I see people's post-its everywhere. (laughs) And this particular halfway book for me is the solution to what I call little paper syndrome. (laughs) So it is a holding place for all your little papers. And the key is that they're in categories. Yes. Love it. Love it. Okay. So how can we get in touch with you? Um, So you can go to my website. My uh, website is B, the letter B like boy, hyphen, organized, O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-D dot net. (laughs) b-organized.net or you can follow me on instagram i post regularly um, ideas on organizing tips and containers that i find i love gadgets so i'm always posting things about that and that's at nicole gabay just okay at nicole gabay. Right. yes oh, cool yeah and uh put those links in the show notes um Thank so people you. can have them and i just oh. want to also share with you about my book okay um, cool my book is the art of organizing organizing that's pretty and- too Thank you. I illustrated it. There's um, over 80 illustrations. And that's something that I was very passionate about because kids are drawn to this book. I've seen kids eight, nine, 10, they love the drawings and it's Mm -hmm. wonderful. So um, anyway, they can find it on Amazon or anywhere that retail books are sold, your favorite, you know, local bookstore or Barnes and Noble. Um, But it's definitely, I've seen kids love this. Uh, it's all colorful. It's color coded. Yeah. It pertains to the color wheel in, in, you know, our art foundation. So I see a lot of kids being drawn to that. Yeah. And it's really good that you've combined your love of art with your love mm-hmm. of organizing. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that, that I was yes. able to bring it, bring both of those in. Yes, definitely. All right. So this is the Solo Moms show. So yeah. give us one or two tips for yeah. Solo Mom in Chaos. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> Physical chaos. chaos. Right. So I've been thinking about this because I think it's a great question and there's, I can answer, you know, I could talk to you for hours, but you want one or two tips. One thing is depending on the age of your child, probably up until mm, maybe nine years old is declutter without them but you have to do it regularly. So maybe it's every six months or beginning of the school year and then halfway through the school year. And moms have to do that for their kid. You know, kids don't know what that means. But if you show that and bring containers in that they can follow and use, Mm -hmm. I am a big fan of labels, make labels everywhere and get a label maker and clear drawers to put things away, whether it's the toys, the Legos, the, you know, markers and crayons, everything in a clear drawer is wonderful. 
Yes. And then, and that's about modeling good habits. And I would also say, I love this thing I've just seen. It's called a chore chart. So making sure that you have a routine and kids know you start your day making your bed and that's like sets the tone. And that's important because there's mm-hmm. a saying I've heard, um, messy bed, messy head. <laughs> so that's like a good start for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then I've been seeing these things called chore charts and they're really cute. It's not like the old spin wheel that we used to make when I was a kid. This one is like, you know, it's plastic or whatever it's material and it you check off each chore as it's completed. And kids do crave structure. I mean, we yeah. really do. So every, any way that moms can find a way to structure the environment, the routine, um, kids do thrive in that type of environment. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate you coming and talking to us today. I, I'm oh. so glad that I caught you <laughs> because yeah. I didn't want to lose your thoughts. So I'm really glad I caught you. Oh, Nic- thank you so much for having me, Jill. Sure. sure. It's a pleasure. Yep, for sure. Thank you. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry, and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you. And I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.